friends at Tivoli Brewing Company and the Department of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at MSU Denver, this is Unfiltered. And here are your hosts, Jay Schrader and Dr. Samuel Jay. Hold on, you got to talk into this because we, 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 we cold open, so you got to, let's, let's yeah, Tom York what? So I heard a, uh, a story where Tom York went up to her uh, backstage somewhere and said, you're the only one doing anything interesting in rock and roll. And she like <laughs> smiled and like ran away. <laughs> and that was it. Did she know who Tom York was? I, I don't know. Well, yeah, did, that's a good question. Yeah. Did you see her at the... The Oscars? Grammys? Oh, was yeah, she the was at the Oscars. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, she was at the Oscars because she got invited because she's doing the new Bond theme song. Oh. It's like, that's why they invited her. But all the references that people were having during the Oscars, yeah. it kind of looked like she was just going over her head. Yeah. And all these people coming out to all these presentations were like, I get in there. Is. So. Get in there close. Close. Um, let's do one of these. Cheers. Cheers. We've, got a, we, we've got a long table full. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all night, everybody. Hashtag dad joke. You are a joke punishment. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no Jay Schrader today, for good or bad, mostly for good. Brock Harper, who has been on the podcast before, has once, joined in yeah. once once before. I stayed local. I was on the fiction you were. Uh, recording. and Brock, was, where are we? Oh, we are at Long Table Brew House. And the address is, do you know off the top of your head? 2947. Get in there There's close. There's a in there. 29, Get in there close. 28. 49. That's good enough. The kids got Sorry. Google. That's it's good. on fair yeah. corner of 29th and Fairfax in lovely Park Hill. I heard you guys talking earlier. When Brock's daughter turned three, I think, I can't remember London's third birthday, we had to come up her, here for her birthday and get a present, and we came right here where the toy store was, which, yeah. <laughs> which is oh, now right a brewery. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, I've, I've been, I, I bought some sort of jelly cat, I'm mm-hmm. sure, right here where, where I sit and drink yeah, this. Yeah, so if anybody who's stuff. familiar with the area but not familiar with the brewery, um, there used to be a couple establishments here right at the corner. And for a while, there was a you know children's toy and clothing store. Uh, there was a, uh, a mercantile kind of store with homemade goods okay. after that and there's a gelato place here but and I don't know yeah, if you guys I want mean, to talk about no, it the I mean, original yeah business that was here was it was a grocery store get so, in there close get yeah, in there close there you go um, so the building was built in 37 at least as far as we can tell I guess there was there was a fire downtown in the records okay. so when we first put an offer on the building we pulled records on it and said it was built in 51 it turns out there was a fire in 51 so it was a lot of like buildings that say they were built in 51 in Denver, but, but that's when the record started. So, uh, so anyway, so we started digging into it and was like, man, there's no way this thing is that young. Yeah. So did a little more research at the library and found it was built in 37. Okay. It was called Olson and Olson's Grocery. It was like this little ma and pa type grocery store where you'd walk up and hand the guy the list and they'd go in the back and fill <laughs> uh-huh. it, you know? That's pretty sweet. And uh, so it was Olson and Olson for like eight or ten years and then Piggly Wiggly bought it in the in the 40s okay so if you're not mm-hmm. familiar with that that's a southern staple yeah uh, there were about nine or ten or so Piggly Wigglies in Denver oh no shit yeah and this Realized just happened to be one of them oh, yeah but they I think they were pretty much all out of business by like the late 50s They're do they in, still exist Piggly Wiggly they do I yeah so. for sure around, yeah. yeah oh um, yeah I mean I, you three need to introduce yourselves because it's your show. So oh, the voice we yeah. just heard yes. was... Yeah, my, my name's Chris Cunningham. I'm the head brewer, part owner of Long Table Brewhouse. Okay. Uh, Ryan Crispin, I'm the uh, part owner also. I, I don't do much at the brewery, though. He kind of looks like Drop Dead Fred. 
And my name is Nate Smith, um, and I am the Guild de Bois. Okay. <laughs> What's that mean? House. You'll have to look it up. I got to look it up. It might mean hangover. <laughs> okay. How do you three know each other? So Ryan and I have been friends for a really long time, 12 years or so, 13 years, and we started what Ryan and I and our, both of our wives are all chemical engineers, okay. and at one point or another, many of us worked together, we sort of started kind of bonding around like mountain biking and rock climbing and general tomfoolery, and then uh, as people do, you drink you know, too much beer and sit around and fire and bullshit, and you're like, oh man, I'd love to start a brewery. And we just bullshit about it a lot. Okay. And Nate and I met about eight years ago. Uh, Nate was working at an engineering company where I was a principal. And he sat across the hall from me, and I would bring in homebrew all the time. Okay. And uh, he, we sat down one day. He drank some of it, and he's like, if you ever decide to open a brewery, I'm going to pull handles for you. Hmm. Which is great, because I don't know a fucking thing about running a bar. Perfect. And uh, I think the only one of us that has worked in a bar is my wife. And so okay. it's like, well, we need that side of it. And it's just, it's just been, it's been perfect ever since. And was that here in Denver? It was here okay. in Denver. Because I had yeah. read one of you are, you're from Seattle, right? Yeah. So I, I didn't know if all of you had come from Seattle or um, you just had known each other. No, so, we okay. just, we all met here in Denver, but, uh, but Ryan was living in Seattle at the time. Um, yeah, so that's like, this was uh, mid-2016, something like that, like, I guess early 2016. Okay. Um, we put together a business plan, started philosophizing about it, and kind of had about like a five-year, eight-year plan. Uh -huh. And the thing that was like the big question mark was where, where do we put this thing? Because it's Denver, right? I yeah. mean, there's a, it's a target-rich environment, man. What are you going to do? Yeah. So we started shopping around and looking at buildings. We're looking at like buildings to lease, buildings to buy. And that was like the number one rules. We had to find a place to buy. We weren't going to do it after seeing guys like, you know, like River North and yep. other places oh, get edged yeah. out because... That was, that was a crazy story. Edging yeah. out is a nice way to frame it. Yeah, I mean, trying to... <laughs> just, just like getting fucked over. Getting fucked over yeah, exactly. because their landlord wanted to make a lot more money. Yeah. Um, fish going to swim, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, that had to be the case. And so we did a ton of data search. So we like looked at demographics. We looked at the zoning maps we looked at where all of the other breweries are mm -hmm. overlaid the the maps together and found sort of like these handful of little areas that were pockets okay. this just happened to be one that was for sale and we uh we put the business plan together i got on my bike rode around rode by here i called ryan who was in seattle and i was like dude our five-year plan just became a like a now plan okay. because <laughs> if we don't buy this building now we're never going to be able to mm -hmm. afford another one and this is the absolute perfect location for what we want to do. Yeah, Would well, you look at yeah. across the street what, and down the block. Mm -hmm. If no one's been here before, it's going up. A lot of the places around here, right. you know, there, there's retail going in and stuff like that. So, yeah, it would have been snatched up in no time. Yeah, and there's kind of a fun story there. Is it actually, after we put the offer in on the building, the, the guy that was trying to sell it was, like, 
super resistant to everything. Like he bitched and moaned about every one of our questions. Turns out the developer that was buying up the property across the street had a bug in his ear mm. and he was trying to get him to cancel the contract. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we closed on the building, literally three hours, we're sitting around, you know, we're, we're drinking beer here, popping champagne. We're super proud of ourselves. We're fucking <laughs> terrified, right? We just spent our 401k on this fucking building. You gotta drink it away. Yeah, drink it away. <laughs> it's it's away. just a full blown mild panic attack. Yeah. And, uh, and we get a call from the developer offering us considerably more than what we had just paid no. for it. Yeah, no wow. shit. So, so we we're like, yeah, obviously we're not going to sell that. But that what it did is it really gave us the confidence to invest a lot more energy because we had kind of a shoestring budget at first. In fact, you know, we we had we were talking earlier about that toy that you came to buy, yeah. and you know, th this it's the building still split up where this that shop was. I mean, we we had this wall torn down at one point, and we actually rebuilt it because yeah. we sort of planned around it um but the reality is is like we were ready to open it on like shit for money like three barrel system just eke it by and then we heard what they were putting in and went downtown pulled all the permits that they had submitted to see what they were building and it's like yeah let's let's do this so, went bigger okay yeah it went bigger went bigger you're yeah. itching to talk what are you gonna add to this <laughs> Oh no! It, it, it was uh, it, it was a blessing in disguise because the the the, the amount of like parties and events and get in there a meeting, little closer, Nate. There you go. Meetings that we've held in this space has just. I mean, we see we'll see families for a baby shower. Yeah. And then we see them for the first birthday party. Okay. And with my son, we did his first and second birthday nice. parties in here. So it's <laughs> you kind of get to see this uh, community. Yeah. You know, just. Uh, age and, and grow when you three were thinking about a brewery and a business was it that business model or was it a scaling business model not scaling no no you want to be the neighborhood pub the neighborhood no we've third we've, space we've never had an interest in distribution okay. yeah third third space has like been the focus from day one but it had to be in a place with a sense of, of itself mm -hmm. right and it had to be a place where we could commit we had to be able to buy we had to be a part we had to have like voting rights mm -hmm. in the in the neighborhood right yeah so it was really important that we be a fixture and it was really important that we could integrate into that sense of place what other places just out of curiosity were you looking at were there finalists other than this um you know when you look at places where you have uh, like a commercial zone in the middle of a residential area there's there's not a ton of them and that's really what we were focused on and so um Obviously, over the Highlands, that's uh, yeah. I've been in that neighborhood for a long time. Is the Highlands? I, I don't get up there much, and so I don't know what's opened up over there. Is it saturated with breweries? You know, it seems there, like it might there's be. a lot of great breweries over there. I'm not saying a lot of my but, favorites, but yeah. but the but the the funny thing is, is that like it's a uh, it, it's just so it's so friggin' expensive over there. Yeah, it's it's and, crazy. Well, every Park Hill's crazy expensive from yeah, when yeah. I had moved in several years ago, but that's just Denver in general. Yeah, and right. I feel like certain neighborhoods obviously skyrocket more, and Highlands is definitely one of those neighborhoods, and Park Hill is also one. For sure. But you guys got in at a great time, and one yeah. thing about Park Hill as well is that people, even if people move into this neighborhood, they seem to like adopt the, the kind of vibe of like, yeah. I'm very proud to be Park Hill all of a sudden, and they uh -huh. kind of like try to integrate that into themselves. And do the three of you all live here? No, no, Ryan okay. lives in Park Hill. Uh, Nate's just north, and I'm over in Highlands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's there. I think 
when you had said that you were looking for a place that already had an identity or, you know, right. had, had, had something, there was nothing manufactured, right? When you're opening this up, there was an authenticity to it. I think Park Hill has that. And we, you know, I, I guess I've seen it. We've seen it coming up to Brock and Katie's enough over the last 10 years that there is something mm-hmm. about this neighborhood. It's like you're, I don't want to say you're in the suburbs, but you're, you're, it's very, it's very, it's got a good feel if you're a family person, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And, and having a brewery around here where you can walk to, I totally understand why you've had the success that you already do because it's, there's something, it's easy to come to. Right? Well, you should it's, see it's, this yeah. place on, when's your anniversary, April? Yeah. Yeah. So April. last year was their first anniversary. So this year's their second. Um, you guys shut the street down Yep. and you couldn't get a beer. That's awesome. That's, it was just lines out the door it was crazy so uh the, the neighborhood has embraced this place and this is me speaking as as a neighborhood person who comes here quite often and it's just awesome to see that just that success you don't they don't need anything else yeah i'm not saying taking putting words in your mouth but no, like, no. like chris was saying they don't need to can they don't need to distribute mm-hmm. they have what they need and the, the neighborhood is was ready for this I think that, that I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, so, so I was here two weeks ago. I've got an 18 month old kiddo. Uh, my wife was pregnant when we were gutting this place. Okay. Um, so her and Chris actually have like full credit for the design and like building this out along with, uh, with Joel, um, who, who did a lot of our designs here. Um, but I was, I was here probably two weeks ago uh, with my kiddo and we were sitting on the floor in the corner over here <laughs> and there was another family that had a kid roughly the same age. And uh, they were sitting there, and then another family came in with the kid roughly the same age, and then another family came in. And all of them are sitting around, and they all lived within about 10 blocks of each other, including us. And they'd lived here for five-plus years, mm-hmm. and said so we never knew each other until this brewery opened. And now that you guys are here, we are best friends. We hang out. We've got kids together. Um, and, you know, they shared a bunch of kid, uh, toys with my kid, and he was flying out the next day to Florida. Uh, so we still have those train sets that they gave them to for the flight because they were like this worked for our flight so you should take it Um, and you know so you know the 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 idea of having a you know super kid oriented brewery is maybe a little bit different than Uh most breweries when they start up but Uh um this neighborhood is just a fantastic neighborhood it's a family oriented neighborhood and it's it's one that um you know we embrace it and, and and love having kiddos here so I'm wondering, uh, you know, any one of the three of you can answer this. In, in Denver in particular, um, everybody makes relatively good beer. And so I'm wondering, do you have to have that secondary identity to have success? Do you have to be um, a really good kind of third space, whether it's for families, whether it's for, um, you know, say it's Woods Boss, right? And it's people on the edge of town and you want to just go there and get a beer. Do you think that that, that is kind of integral now? It, you can't just make good beer. You have to have something else. Yeah, you know, that this is a question I answer a lot. Okay. You know, when someone asks you what what makes you different, what differentiates you from anywhere else, um, I, I mean, I don't know of very many breweries in Denver that don't make good beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't last and, very and long it's like, No, absolutely no. not. I mean, this is a pretty... Um, you know, the you get like one or two bad batches. I've heard yeah. that quoted before, and yeah. then it's like, nah. But I, I, you do. I think you have to have a sense of self. Mm-hmm. And... You know, if you look at you know, Bart Watson, he's the economist mm-hmm. with the Brewers Association, mm-hmm. right? And he does a great job of, of, like, getting his finger on the pulse of what's going on. And he said this a couple of years ago, about a year after we said it. It's like, we have to be spectacularly local. We have to be – because, because you're, you're, you just can't fight for, like, shelf space. Yeah. Like – 
how do you how do you differentiate yourself? I mean, you could get some some spectacularly nerdy following, and that's great. But mm-hmm. it's like if, if you're gonna open up a, a tap room, I mean, I, you gotta have it, it's gotta be, you have to have a sense of space. You have a sense of, of, of place. You gotta be part of the community. That's the that's the only way I think that 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 growth is gonna occur. I wanted to bother you now before you get way too far into this podcast and you stop listening to it. Jay and I have started a Patreon page. I have I don't know if you are aware of what Patreon is but it's a way for those of you who love the show to support the show. Other podcasts do it. Um, Some really, really big podcasts do it. Some really, really small podcasts do it. But it's a way for us to help support what we're doing, gas to and from breweries, getting things like hats, doing some advertising on Facebook, making sure that the quality of the show is as good as it can be, et cetera, et cetera. If you are interested in supporting the show monetarily, we would greatly appreciate it. If you're not, we totally understand. We still want you to listen. This is uncomfortable for us to even ask. You can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash unfiltered craft. It's just three bucks a month for that three bucks. We will send you our new unfiltered koozie, a couple of stickers, and we promise if you keep subscribing, if you keep giving us those three bucks a month, every time we order new stickers, new buttons, we will put those in the mail for you. If you want to support the show... We will be forever indebted to you, and thank you so, so much, and we'll get those things in the mail for you. It's just Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash unfiltered craft. What does that mean then for those of you who are here all the time? Because now instead of of running an Odell-sized brewery, right, or a Great Divide, you're basically running the neighborhood tap, and you're here all the time. I mean, is it? did you know that going in? No, but it became fairly clear pretty early on okay um with the type of support we receive uh the you know as you analyze repeat customers versus new customers we see you know three out of four are repeat day mm-hmm. over day month over month and uh i think from a you know a service standpoint it's you know being authentic and genuine mm-hmm. with, with the neighbors in the community and not uh you know there there's there's room for you know medals and awards and and, and everything and, and beer um but there's also um you know a lot of value for being a, a genuine place that people come to feel a part of the neighborhood and so meet fellow families and so forth yeah so i was here a couple of weeks ago and i ran into a friend of mine who lives down in platte park and she came up here strictly to come here so because she had been here before with a friend and she actually made a return trip up here it was the same day you and I were talking, and, and you want to elaborate. You said you have only spent four dollars in advertising the entire time you've been open, and, and that's that interesting that you come in here. Yeah, and it's experience. You come in here on a Friday night or like your anniversary party or, or whatever, and it, it's you know line. The place yeah. is packed. It's yeah. crazy. So um, it, it's an awesome thing to see, and you guys you know have this awesome thing that's for the neighborhood, and you don't have to you know worry about throwing all sorts of money at social media and whatnot because the word of mouth has gotten out and people have come here even from Platte Park. Not that that's that far away, but, you know. No, I mean, just already in talking to you three, it's it's pretty clear that uh, coming in here and, and discussing things with, with the owners is pretty welcome. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's nothing, uh, there, there's not a distance between the person who makes the beer and the person who drinks the beer. And I think sometimes even now with the brew pub model, I'm not I'm not saying you're a brew pub, but, you know, with the, the modern kind of Denver model, um, those brewers can be kind of 
unapproachable, you know. But I mean, I, I, I can tell. But 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 here it's very. But the most successful ones tend to be able to. I'm going to come to the bar and have a conversation, right? We're going to talk about it. We're talking about this beer, but also talk about our kids and all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I think about it like. Chris makes great beer. I, I hate saying that publicly, but he makes great beer. Um, He's sitting right there, man. The old group hug later. Um, <laughs> but, but it really came down, you know, it's an experience. And, and when I walk into a brewery now, it's no longer about the beer. I assume you're going to make great beer. Yeah. If you don't make great beer, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is an Omaha. But then I, I, want, I, want to be able to, I want to be able to talk to the, to the people that are pouring the beer. I want to know what they think about the beer. And Nate's done a phenomenal job building a team that is not just pouring beer, but they're knowledgeable about the beer they're telling yeah. you about the beer they know yeah. what kind of hops went into the beer and they're they nice know people. what the mash temperature what they know everything about yeah. the beer they know what chris did with the beer yeah they've tasted the grain they tasted the hops um that's an experience yeah and sure. and and to be able to educate the drinkers about that aspect is really cool that's an experience and it's not taking a tour with chris every day mm-hmm. but it's it's actually getting it while you're drinking the beer yeah um I love it. And I, you know, I go to a lot of breweries in Seattle, and it's like you don't get that same experience. It's here's your beer, you order the pale ale, you're out. And yeah. it's like, and, and I've seen Nate and his team spend, you know, minutes, 10 minutes talking to people about the specific beer that they want. And if they don't like it, we'll give them another one, and then they, they talk about that one. I love yeah, it. They're, they're a good staff. I've, you know, since I live around the corner, I've come here since day one, and it's always been a good, nice, um, like you said, knowledgeable staff that anytime I come in, if you know if it's not that crowded, they will sit and chat with you the entire time and yeah. just bullshit your way through yeah. an hour and a half of drinking, and, and that's just awesome. If you're here by yourself or whatever, and they are like, yeah, let's just chat and hang out and whatever. And Nate's done that as well. So we're, we're definitely meeting here now for our afternoon. <laughs> we're our afternoon, our working afternoons. You don't need to come down towards Metro anymore. I'll just come here. I don't think you ever have to twist my arm okay. to <laughs> go to a brewery that's two blocks from my house. I know. I mean, I know. This is great. Uh, okay, we got to ask the you know just the staple questions. What was the beer, Chris, that changed it all for you? Not your beer, but you know the one that. How'd you get from Coors Light to a uh, to this? Uh, Salvatore Doppelbach. Oh. Yeah, for sure. That was like uh, I had it probably. I don't know, maybe like ninety three, ninety four. Where's something Salvatore like that. from? Germany. Okay, yeah, it's German Doppelbach. So it's a it's, it's an Anger beer. Um, I had it, and it just like like my face melted you know i mean i'd been drinking i had it i was in the military and i was drinking a lot of like rolling rock i was on the east coast and so had it and it was like what the fuck is happening and then the next one was uh uh, pyramid apricot wheat. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got transferred from the east coast to the west coast, and I'm, I'm driving, you know, up the 101, uh-huh. and I stop at this little shit bar, and, and I ordered a, a beer, and the guy's like, "Hey, what do you want?" Well, I'm like, "Whatever the locals drink," and he hands me a liter of pyramid half of or pyramid uh, apricot wheat, and I was like, "Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. This is like..." unlike anything I've ever had before. And then yeah. I'd been brewing since 91, home brewing since 91. Okay, okay. But it was pretty, like, tame. It was, like, whatever kind of dusty, crappy extract and, you know, six-month-old yeast you could Cheap grab. Stuff. It had to be hard exactly. to find. It was stuff. really hard, yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that was it. That was the, the thing that really changed it for me. And then it, and then it happened very fast. I was going to say. Uh, being <laughs> in the north, Northwest, uh-huh. where there was a ton of great beer Red Hook. there. Yeah, Red Hook and Wine Hearts mm-hmm. and oh. you know those guys were like, 
you know, yeah. breaking all kinds of ground early on. So you are brewing relatively early on in the home brewing scene. Yeah, for sure. Well, 93, 92, 93, that's about when New Belgium had started. Yeah. You know, you weren't here, but that's, you know, th- that was groundbreaking, and it, was, it didn't go much outside of Colorado for quite a while after yeah, that. Right. I think Sierra Nevada had probably been around at that point. Anchor was definitely Anchor, around. Yep. But, you know, when it comes to anything west of the Mississippi, Scheinerbach? I mean, yeah, no, that was, right. <laughs> that's all you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Besides the big boys. That's really cool. Holy shit. Okay, so, um, so, so I guess what made you think you could go from homebrew to owning a brewery? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, How many batches did you have to repeat and go, oh, it still tastes the same? Okay. Oh, I yeah, I mean, it's a, that's not even something you can count, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it, I got really serious about it maybe three or four years before. I mean, I'd been homebrewing the whole time and yeah. kind of like putting together with like, you know, like mash coolers and shit like yep, that. Yep. I mean, kind of just doing the thing. And then I got super serious and built an all electric PLC controlled uh-huh. thing, one barrel system. And, and then just started entering competitions like oh, crazy. Okay. And I, you know, cause I'd. I, I, I despise people that just like talk a lot of shit. Like they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this thing or I'm going to do this thing fucking and do it. Yeah. Just fucking yeah. do it. Just yeah. shut up and do it. And it's yeah. like, and I get it, whatever. Um, I'm cause I'm, I used to be that guy, the dreamer, right? Whatever. And it's like, if really you want to yeah. <laughs> make something happen, you have to just do it. And so my, that's my wife was like, if you're even thinking about starting a brewery, I want to see you like get yeah. 10 medals before anything else happens. Yeah. But that's not the, there does not make a fucking commercial brewer, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a there's a Different. lot of stuff that happens between the two. Usually a brain, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it but it is. It's like, well, yeah, that's no, a, no, sorry, home brewers. That's not what I mean. A yeah. business mind. Yeah, no, that, for right? sure. There's a different, right. there's a different um, skill set so required. So Nate and Ryan, did you guys ever dabble in the home brewing? No, not, uh, not, with Chris. not without Chris. I'll say, going yeah. to his house and yeah, when in his garage, it was a it was a small version of the brew house that you look at yeah. in the other space. What about like home bong making? Did you ever get in home that? bong making? <laughs> no, more. well, it's like a snorkel and an ice pick, right? Okay. Is that yeah. half-baked? Yeah, half-baked more, or? Apples. Mine was yeah. a snapple bottle. That was good. Okay. Yeah. No, a toilet paper roll. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. So, Ryan, did you you ever dabble? Yeah, so I, I got my PhD in, in basically fermentation sciences. Oh. Humble brag. Uh, humble Jesus. Brag. Okay, never mind. He's uh, a real no, scientist. No, but I, okay. I was making drugs as opposed to booze. No, but I was, so I made beer for a little while, but like. I hated the idea of making small scale beer and like it wasn't that good. And I yeah. go to the, I go to, it was in Seattle. So like I could walk to the local bar and buy like really good beer. Get a free uh, That's such so, a, a big thing. I never started ever because the amount of time and effort I would have to put in to even make something that was halfway decent. I'm like, what? The, I've just wasted so much if money. If you invited just, me to your house to drink your home beer, I'd be like, what the fuck, Brock? Yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> but, <laughs> what are we I mean, doing? Like, let's just get a six-pack. <laughs> so I, I've had a couple yeah. friends Sorry who've done home brewing, and, you know, no offense, I'm not going to name names, but I, I would try it and be like, okay, I'm just going to go to the liquor store. <laughs> you get, can and I know I'd be the same beer. way. You can make good beer as a you know scientist, engineer, home brewer. Mm-hmm. You can make great beer is not easy. Yeah. And that's like, and Chris was making great beer and it was like, well, shit, I'm going to, so I switched to wine. Okay. So I started making wine, oh. but it was like, and that's different. Like it's the grapes are, are what make it great. But, right. but like, I just like, I started taking Chris's beer and I was like, I would rather just fly to Denver and have his beer than try to make my own five gallon batch. Was yeah. the business the reason why you moved here? 
Uh, or were you planning on moving here? Stop real quick for Nate. You have a question on oh, a comment or something? Not at you all. Did. I was just going to say he was making it consistent as well. He was yeah. consistent. Oh, yeah. the big, the big no, change. that was, was the like, thing. Oh, like, and, and you know, when we started, back. when we thought about making a, 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 a starting up a brew pub or a brew house, um, you know, it was Chris and I said, we need to be able to make a good Hellas. And by we, I mean yeah. Chris. Because, yeah. like, you can't <laughs> hide behind the hot, the hot bomb. Um, and so, so it was like, let's make a good Hellas. So Chris, like, I think probably for a long time, made a Hellas. Yeah. And just repeated it and repeated it and repeated it. And it was oh, like, yeah, okay. Was probably 100 gallons. Yeah, and then finally it was like, I know how to make a Hellas. And it was like, okay, we know how to make a brewery then. Because it's like, if you can't, you can't hide behind a Hellas. If you can't actually make beer. Yeah, and you shouldn't yeah. be making beer, right? Yeah. I mean, the Germans, the Belgians wanted you to make yeah. it like that, right? Exactly. So, um, so we, uh, you have a PhD. So, what are you doing aside from this? I mean, is, is this full time job for you? No, no. So, I'm, I am very. Uh, these guys run the show. Okay. Yeah. What's I, your other uh, job? Yeah. So I, I was, uh, you know, Chris called me and. There's a long story around that that's probably more beers than what we have time. But, we have plenty of time. Um, so <laughs> more beers than we have in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell. Are we interested in the story? Is that not? Is that boring? I mean, people want the fucking story. I can tell the story. Like, so tell the story. Right? We didn't come to watch. Yeah, exactly. No shit. That's fair, right. That's fair. Jeez. Um, so, so Chris and I, uh, we were on a backpack trip on the West Coast Trail in Vancouver Island. Okay. Um, that's, that's a, if anybody Gorgeous. wants to do a backpack. I was there last summer. That is a phenomenal backpack trip. Like, that's, okay. a, that's a life goal um, to do that trip. You're reading tide tables, climbing ladders. It's fantastic. Damn. Um, we put together our five-year plan on that trip. Yeah. Nice. Um, we walked away from there, and we were going to do five years uh, and start a brewery. And I was working. So, my background, um, pharmaceutical science, I do... Uh, basically, I do oncology research, so I okay. make drugs for um, kind of trying to target novel cancers. Okay. Um, and and Chris called me up uh, after that trip, and he told the story. Uh, our five-year plan turned into about a two-week plan. Okay. And he said, "Hey, I found a building." Okay. And uh, my wife was in India. She's a she's a wastewater engineer. Okay. Uh, she's the smart engineer of the group. Um, <laughs> at least on our family side, uh, and and she was in India. It was twelve hours away. I could not call her to tell her we were going to buy a brewery, buy a building. Um, and Chris has said we had to, we actually have to do it today, right now. Um, oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, we have to we have to do it now. And he and, and so so you know it's Denver real estate. Chris is like we got to do it now. And I and so I can't call. Do so you can't call your wife? I'm in Seattle. Don't I've never her. seen the building. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know anything about Park Hill. I went to grad school in Boulder. Okay. Um, so I don't, I'm just like, you know what? There's, there's, everybody's got that person in their life that if they call you and say something like that, you just say yes. Yeah. Chris is that person for okay. me. Okay. Um, and he's that person for my wife. So we just fully trust him. And we're like, dude's sharp. He knows what he's doing. He's going to, he's not going to recommend something that you don't do. So uh, I said, yeah, let's do it. So he calls me back about 20 minutes later and says, hey, by the way, we're under contract. Holy shit. Shit. So my wife flies back from India, and I was like, "Hey, sweetheart, we're uh, we're under contract. Um, at, we're bought a building in Denver. And we're going to start a brewery." And she's pretty quiet, which is a bad sign. Um, well, we ended up flying to Denver. Chris picks us up from the airport. How many days? How many days later? Like we're no, thirty days. We're, yeah, we're closing. So he, he okay. So he okay. drives us to the closing. I haven't seen the building yet. He drives us to closing. Um, <laughs> And we close on the building, we transfer everything, we, we're good to go. And we made a long trip around Denver and we finally ended up here. And this neighborhood is, is a phenomenal neighborhood, great history. Um, 
And but the the building itself was a bit rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and you know when we walked in, it was like oh. I don't. I, I see the potential. I don't see the vision quite yet. Yeah. Um, and so we we had a few moments of like. WTF. Yeah. What are we doing here, guys? Well, I mean, um, more specifically, Laura's comment. Yeah. She, Laura leaned over to Ryan. He's riding in the back of the truck, like 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 right behind us. And you could hear her lean over when she we pull up to the building, and she whispers in his ear, "You fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> At that time, we'd been married 10 years, and I thought, that was a great run. We did it. We did it. That's a good, that's better than most. We beat the seven-year average. Beat the stats. Beat the stats. Um, You know, half's not bad. Um, Yeah, and then, and so we walked through, and it didn't get better when we walked through. Okay. Um, And then, but then, but then we got the call from the developer, so. Okay. uh, Yeah, so it got better real soon. Okay, this is, Okay. Um, yeah, so overall, though, you know, it, it was really a, a leap of faith for us. The logger. Logger? Yeah, How about four loggers? Hell, hell sure. five. Let's five? Try. Why would we do four? Five. Yeah. That's, Sorry. I'm right here. That's roughly the story of yeah. kind of where this building came about. So you're here now. You live so so I, um, I had sold, the company I was working with sold, um, and I moved, to, I, we were kind of freelancing, my okay. wife and I, we were mountain biking in Moab. I got a call from uh, a friend that I went to grad school with. They were building a, uh, what's called a, uh, a good manufacturing facility uh, at the University of Colorado. And they said, do you know anybody that knows how to do that? And that happened to be my wheelhouse. Nice. So you're talking the FDA type. Yeah, yeah exactly. GMP. So yeah. Um, we went from Moab to Colorado and hadn't left. Okay. Um, so we, uh, I knew nothing. So I, I've got to be honest, I knew nothing about Park Hill. Okay. Um, we, we, we had this building and that was it. Um, and then as we started looking to buy a house down here, we looked everywhere, uh, Golden, Boulder, hmm. uh, and then uh, we ended up buying a house about three blocks away from the brewery. Nice. So we're, that's so where here. we're at. And where do you come into the conversation? I mean, we got at the beginning, so, but can yeah, you articulate I, uh, it in the way that's I, been done? I worked in a cubicle across the hallway from Chris's very large, prestigious office, and, you know, we would share brews and all that stuff. He'd in Seattle? And, no, 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 here. Here, here in Denver. Right. Ryan's the, the office is out in Lakewood, okay. yeah. Um, we started working together about eight years ago, and uh, when he first said, hey, I'm just going to, like... You know, I'd always said, man, I'll pull your taps for you. I, I, I'll yeah. you know, do whatever yeah. you need me on the front of the front of the house. And uh, when, we, you know, we, he started business planning and that. And I, so we'd, we'd take lunches and, you know, hey, uh-huh. front of house, what are we looking at for labor cost? Da, 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 you know, having those those conversations. And he's, hey, I think I found a building and I was ready to do that. Like throw the papers up and yeah. walk out. I was, fuck you. I was fuck like, you. I'm done. Yeah. Like, you know, the Friday cool. meme. It's yeah. Friday, boom, right? Jerry Maguire. Exactly. Yes. Who's going to uh, He's like, well, you know, so we're going to have to close and permits yeah. and construction. And I was like, yeah, cool. Can, can that I be st- today? Can I still walk out today? <laughs> though? Like, you know, I, w- I would love to like, you know, just recharge a little bit. Um, <laughs> and so I did. Not that day, but I did yeah. preemptively. Do, you so, know. so you don't have a secondary job. This is it. This, this is it. For okay, me. That's awesome. I'm here. Um, and I, my, my advice to anybody that's thinking about starting a brewery. Yeah. Um, if you know how to make beer, you don't know how to run the front of the house. Yeah. Um, you need a Nate. So. <laughs> Thank you. Take a picture. Yeah. You ever filmed? Mine's me. Sorry. It's unfiltered for a reason. I don't want to edit this ever. Yeah, totally so fine. Yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. I need pictures, though. I asked Brock to get oh, pictures. Yeah. Like good, yeah. These are good yeah. good pours. No, oh, but, but, but like, yeah. like even, you know, the, the really cool thing about bringing Nate on early on, on even the design, it was like when we were thinking about 
you know, what do we do with the walls? How do we build the bar? Yeah. Nate knew, like, hey, you need to be able to stand here. You need to look at the front of the house or the, the door. You need to be able to, you know, keep control of the house. Yeah. Um, things that, like, Chris and I, we don't know anything. Like, we're really good at telling you what shoes you're wearing. Okay. Um, we're not great at telling you, like, who's coming in the front door. So, okay, that, right. like, I, it, that's my best advice hire somebody that's phenomenal at the front of the house and we got lucky with Nate. It's pretty clear that three of you have a chemistry in terms of of not just friendship, right? (laughs) But who's good at what and not stepping on each other's... I'm guessing you can have an argument over a certain thing if you know what the certain thing is and you know a little bit about it, but otherwise you just trust the other person. Like you just, I mean, you know what what they're doing. You have to be able to trust and and critique one another. I mean, in in business, right? Like that's kind of like the difficult part about small businesses yeah. you know like oh no well why do you think about that here's why i think the counterpoint yeah absolutely yeah. what was your first beer then what was the beer that changed everything for you nate oh i had a long i had a long draw on that one it was the first first one was uh like schmay white label okay. 2001 on a train in germany okay to catch to go to the airport <laughs> and then in 2000 in the morning for <laughs> breakfast schmay for breakfast painting the schmay. picture Jeez. Absolutely, yeah. I, I still remember it. And uh, the next one was 10 years later. I was at a it was Todd English Pub on the Las Vegas Strip. I was living there, and a buddy of mine from Colorado came out. Saw they had Lafalee on the board. I had no idea what he was talking about. Ordered it. This is Vegas, so they brought it. Bucket, ice, towel, oh. cups, you know, all yeah. that. Because it it's corked. Exactly. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, you know it's like a wine bottle. Cold, it's uh, table service yeah. at that point, and he pours it, and we have a sip, and I, oh wait, okay, that's beer. Cool. I'm gonna move to Denver then. Are you a sour fan now because of that, or? or? I for a long time I was, yeah. and now I I'll drink the Hellas yeah. all day long. I, sours, you know, uh, you get old, you get that indigestion and the heartburn. And stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that'll always hold a place so for me. Absolutely. You start thinking about the. Total acidity and pH of your product, right? <laughs> Calories. Do you have any tongues with that, please? There's a. I can't remember. Is it Twenty First Amendment Brewery? I, who was it? I just saw an article yesterday that, uh, or maybe it was local. They have a beer called. Um, I forget what it's called, but they're promoting it as having. They're just like, yeah. I mean, this is 500 calories in this can. It's 12 percent alcohol. It's this is what it is. Sounds we're, awesome. We're promo- yeah. I, who I, was that? I, I know. No, 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 I can't no, no, remember no. who it is. I'll I have saw, to look it up. But yeah. I it's saw white can with somebody will always do. Yeah. What was your first? Beer? Yeah, Ryan. What was the oh, one so, Ryan? so uh, Washington State Cougar by Heart. Uh, so Bush Light. I mean, that's uh. as good as it gets, right? <laughs> that's the official um, beer of Iowa City, Iowa, brother. <laughs> I, got, I got to throw that out there, right? Katie. For, yeah, for, my for wife's a Cougar. Oh yeah. Yes, she is. So mine was. It was funny. I had. I was I, I grew up on Bush Light and then um, I had a Manny's Pale Ale. Okay. I was like, oh, this okay. is interesting. Okay. Um, and then it was when I moved to Boulder for grad school. Um, the raspberry I don't know if it's a wheat beer at um, Southern Sun. All of a sudden, I was like, "Wait a second! You can make a really good beer with a little bit of fruit." Yeah. And that was like that, tr- that like that like triggered my head. I was like, "Oh shit! There's." You can do some cool stuff with beer. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of Manny's to, to that raspberry weed. Uh, and to this day, it's like, to me, the ra- that raspberry weed's the, like, the, the goal. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do because, like, it's oversweet or it's, like, yeah. it's, it's a tough beer to make. So, like, I, I, a good fruit beer is one that you're not necessarily aware of the fruit. Yeah. You know, like, it's, the flavor's there, but it's not like, oh, I'm drinking fruit juice. I hate to say this, but I feel like Leinenkugels before, yeah. The, yeah. 
they their beer was pretty they, good. Yeah, they got like, it. yeah, like, they got yeah, it. You, yeah, like this yeah. is. I know what you're saying. Like this mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it's not overwhelming. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not sweet. Well, they've switched their whole thing to the shandy now yeah. that you do want. That they want you to know you're drinking that. Hey, speaking of that. Uh, how are you guys? I, obviously, I can see kombucha up there, and that's pretty standard in most breweries. Um, how are you approaching the non-beer drinkers? Are you ever going to, well, I don't want to say ever. Brass Monkey's phenomenal. So in case anyone's wondering, it's a beer mimosa ale. It's, it's, it's awesome. So it, it, you know, it actually has orange juice in it. So, right, right. Um, it's, a, it's a champagne yeast, right? So Yeah, we like, use, at, at this point, it's, it's a proprietarily evolved yeast. That really sort of started as an ale yeast, a champagne yeast, and a sake yeast. Oh. And oh, it nice. sort of is what it is now. But we, we make, we, the, the base beer is a high gravity, like 18 Play-Doh beer. So, okay. oh. Wait, can you edit that out? I know it's unfiltered, but we need to, we need to retract <laughs> what he just he's, said. He's, he's, he's giving away the recipe. Too much. No, Too no, much. no, 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 no. Hey, man, I'll... I'll you can you can come here and there's a book behind the brewery with all or behind the bar with all of our recipes, all of my process steps, everything. If you want to recreate a beer, or whatever, I don't fucking care. But so so yeah, so we make we make it. It's like an 18 plate of beer, so it works out to be like 10 percent alcohol. Okay. It, 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 it's like a it's like an imperial cream ale, okay. imperial imperial cream brute ale. That's a good way to put it because yeah, we use an enzyme yeah, okay. to break it down, right? Yeah. Ferment it a little bit on the warm side, let it free rise, and then it's very, like, it's got a lot of these, like, wine characteristics. Carbonate the shit out of it, dry hop it with some kind of caddy-type hop. So it ends up with sort of like this Sauvignon Blanc character. Okay, okay. And then we blend it with all kinds of different stuff. Most of the time, it's just, it's like orange juice or orange and lemon bitters. Is the beer itself, I don't, I don't want to say you don't make a non-drinkable beer, but is the beer itself something that you would ever consider or could have just as its oh, own? Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. I mean, there's a handful of, like, regulars that have asked, and we've gone down and tasted it right off the bright tank. But um, in general, yeah, we, I mean, it's not, it's well, not something regular. that's because uh, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, we're... <laughs> Well, let's, let's. Are we doing? Are we doing this? Are we doing let's this? Do this. We're gonna fucking we do this. this we just become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, but the, the whole it's point. Happening. is so like, like a lot of people like like they make a Rattler yeah. for yeah, people yeah. that don't want to drink yeah. whatever, and then a lot of people make a beer Mosa, but they normally just take their light lager, right. their Belgian, yeah. or whatever. No, it and truly so is. Yeah. its own entity. It's a purpose-built awesome. beer yeah. around a mimosa, and it was really because like we used to keg mimosas all the time when we were home brewing so okay. you take like three boxes of wine and a couple of jugs of orange juice a bottle of sake force carbonate it and then serve it out of a tap there so, you know what's funny yeah. about that beer is that uh one of the reasons i brought it up is uh the coogs played up at cu yeah. and katie and i had a babysitter actually maybe just one of our moms okay and we came here because we're like oh mom doesn't think we're coming home until seven it's six o'clock game's already over so we came here and we had our coog gear on and i think Ryan was here, and that's he's like, how? oh, let me show you this. So, like, we got a sample of it before it actually before went it on tap. But, uh, just FYI for everybody, you guys have that, like, on Sundays or mornings and stuff, if you want to watch football or if it's they perfect. have anything on. It's a good breakfast and Not beer. that this is a sports bar, but if you guys have something on, and it's a great I mean, morning drink. If, yeah, I mean, it's great. Sure. It's great all the time, but it's a phenomenal, like, you know, this is different, and it's not just Tasty. a classic mimosa that 
this is a beer. Yeah, we and we've we've done a number of versions of it. We've done like a Cur Royale version. We did a Pina Colada, okay. and it's basically imagine anything you could make a cocktail out of out of champagne. Yeah. And we've done something similar to that. In fact, we have. You mentioned our anniversary party, and we shut down the street. We have four parties this summer. We're going to do. So we're going to do our anniversary party in April, then a, a Brass Monkey Fest where we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, we'll start with yoga, who That's knows, awesome, a little meditation, yeah. brunch, whatever, and then uh, Christmas in July, night, and then right? Oktoberfest. So just, we've got just Beastie Boys all night. All, all, yeah. you, you got to find yeah. a Beastie Boy cover band to come do Brass Monkey <laughs> Festival, right? Well, all day. It is a neighborhood. Wow. It's a neighborhood. That's a, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I just took okay. over Nate's right. job. Right, yeah. You said, here, have two mics. Yeah. Have two mics. You know, when Chris and I thought about it, it's like... Not everybody loves beer. Yeah. But I think people think of beer as that, you know, bitterness. And, and yeah. So our goal was to get, to make beer that everybody loves. Yeah. And so if you look at our menu, there's a, there's a broad range of beers yeah. and styles. And so uh, the goal is, is that you can walk in here and we don't serve wine. We don't serve yeah. vodka. We don't serve gin. But like, I think we're going to have a beer you like. Yeah. It. I think we're now at a point in Colorado that enough people know the beer culture and enough people who don't drink that much beer. Oh, you got to turn it back on. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Enough people have not, you know, like, enough people don't drink beer that they know what they're getting into when they go into a brewery. So that they probably do know that there are other options. And, you know, God forbid, I'm sorry, I don't want to say that, getting a seltzer, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Um, it's, it, it's, People know what's available at breweries, and they know that, oh, I know this isn't just this bitter drink that's carbonated and yeah. stuff. Like, I can probably handle um, a, a pale ale or something that's not too hoppy and not, you know, like a Saison is phenomenal because, that, you know, it's just a, a great uh, flavor that is not quite beer flavor. I mean, right. it is beer, but, you know, like, we're in an age now that... We're way past people like I don't drink beer. I'm not going to go to that place. It's like no, you, you're gonna, you'll be fine. Yeah, we'll find you something. Yeah, and that's and frankly, that's Nate's job. You know, what I mean, that's like, it's it's Pressure. a it's a dance between us in the cellar and the brew house making beers that Nate can communicate to customers and put them on something that they're going to like. And that's uh, that's something I I love doing that. I'll I'll, love, I'll sit here in the tap room and listen to Nate and his team. Uh, communicate with with sophisticated consumers, man, and and put them on the beer that they're really going to like. Let me ask you then, along those lines, do you think that you are seeing different numbers here than you would, different numbers regarding trends than you would a mile that way? I mean, you have to be, right? Like, I mean, the neighborhood, there's, I'm not seeing a big Weldwork style fucking grapefruit IPA, right? Like right. it's it's I, you don't thank God. You know, <laughs> I would have, you know uh, a time and place I think for all all yeah. beers to be offered, um, probably by most breweries out there. Um, I think though when it's a it's a neighborhood place and it's a more casual and more open environment, that yeah, the, yeah it's a little bit more like ah, I want to go I want to go there and I'm gonna have a beer rather than. I'm gonna, gonna go I'm gonna make that trip to there and I'm yeah. gonna be in line and I'm gonna get that thing. Yeah. Right. And I mean people do it with food, they do it with beer, they do it with once upon a time with albums and records and yeah. stuff. So is there it's, anything, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. you won't brew? 
Like, is, is seltzer one of those things? I don't want to give away trade secrets. Is, is there anything that you refuse to do? Because I've come in here quite a bit, and yeah. So I'll, I'm going to start to let Chris uh, breathe. Heavily. Um, is he okay? So, so it was funny when we were when we first started. We were in the basement. It was me and Chris, and we're like, we're never going to do a hazy. Yeah. And because personally, it's it's a personal comment, and it was off record, and it wasn't. That's on record. Uh, wasn't it? Just wasn't a beer that we loved. I've heard that from a, it's, another it's, brewery. I'm not. Wanna, I'm not as much like I'm, he I'm is, a, but I get it. I'm a hell of a slogger guy. I want. It, I want it clear. I want it crisp. I want. I want to like. And all of a sudden, it was like I think it was our fourth beer we brewed, and yeah. that, that's because Nate said, "Hey guys, the neighborhood They're really asking. wants a hazy. They're asking. So let's do a hazy." So I'm my guilty of that. Thought and Chris will back me up or, or tell me I'm dumb. Um, is that you know we want to make really really good beer that people like, um, but then you know Nate's going to tell us what the neighborhood's interested in. So with that, I'll pass it off to Chris. And tell me <laughs> what we won't do. No, I guess the this is it's still a business. You can say whatever you want. But yeah, no, I mean I this is the thing is that it's still a business. Um, I don't think anyone's going to stop coming here saying you didn't want to brew a hazy because it's it's a l- reluctant thing for people to be like, well, it's the trend now. That's why I have to do it. And they, sure. you know, I'm not saying you have to do it, but you're probably realizing what Nate said of they're asking the the, the crowds are asking for it. There, yeah, there's a you got to play Freebird. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's so true. there's a yeah, there's yeah. a. There's a there's a like a Reddit saying it's like haters gonna hate 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 seltzers gonna sell sell sell. Yeah. Um, there's there's not a whole lot of like seltzer love that you're gonna find here, but I don't hate on anyone for making it. Yeah. Whatever the fucking you do, if you want to ferment a bunch of corn sugar and do whatever. I mean, we we make basically. I mean, we, I put orange juice in a fucking you know imperial cream ale. So mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not hyper precious about shit. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that with the German lager though, yeah. but. You know, there's a yeah, there's a place for everything. And if and if Nate comes to me and says, "Look, every one of our neighbors that have been with us this entire time want a fucking seltzer." Yeah, maybe I'm a yeah. seltzer. I'm not fucking we, precious, we were, man. We were talking to, to fiction, and when we were you were talking to them about a year ago or so, yeah, and they're like, shit. "Yeah, it's just it's just what is being asked for." And you know, it goes back to, "Hey, honey, let's go out to this brewery." It's like I don't really drink beer. It's like, well, they now have a seltzer. They're like, oh, okay, now we'll go there and. If you can yeah. sell a few more kegs of seltzer and it's, you know, against... I'm not saying that this is anything like, you know, a moral dilemma. Nah. But I'm, I'm, I, my new prediction is the sub-premium lager. I think... <laughs> I swear. <laughs> no, the Montucky Cold Snacks, right? Yeah, sure. Well, but, you, they're, um, but if you can... <laughs> if you can make them well... Well, High Hops Holy up in shit. Windsor makes that 30-pack. I will drink this shit out of that. And I will pay $10 or $5 have, more for a 12-pack, right? Like, High Hops yeah. in, in Windsor, they make the same type thing, but it's yeah. a 30-pack. So, like, they know what they're selling. They it's, know they're yeah. selling it to, in Windsor, you know, close to CSU, so they're probably trying to yeah. market on the college crowd, which, you know, maybe not this neighborhood, but shit, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, you, you have to acknowledge at some point that the most consumed beer on the planet is a light international lager. Mm-hmm. Corona? Period. It is what, yeah, what, I mean, yeah. fill in the blanks. Well, it just de- yeah. depends it on where is, you are. It is. I mean, not they any, now not, have a virus, not, right? Not so much anymore, right. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's absolutely a market for that. I mean, we're, Nate and I were talking about that the other day. I was like, maybe this summer we're going to do a, you know, an American lager or something. Yeah. But it's like, whatever, man. It, it's like we, there, there are, there's definitely some things that we're precious about 
but there are other things that we're not. So I did moral flexibility, I guess. I did listen. Uh, the Brewbound podcast was talking their their first podcast of the year was talking about their predictions, and their prediction for 2020 was a low ABV IPA as the new thing. And I thought, no, but I think they're right because the guys like us who are now we're old enough where you're hungover, but you like the fucking hoppiness. Sure. And I think if you can make a good one, right, that's like three and a half to four, we'll I, drink it. <laughs> I personally have a problem with those. Just more of a flavor thing because you get so used to what an IPA's flavor and just the, the bang of it I know. that it's like oh let's just take a, a great IPA yeah and then dilute it down with a little bit of seltzer not not, not <laughs> like seltzer, seltzer but, but you know just dilute it down with water and then you have the same flavor but it's a little bit off and that's why th- that's just me I it, one of the first questions you get when you start a brewery is what type of beer are you gonna make yeah. yeah. And Chris and I always said we want to make a beer that we want to drink, yeah. and we want to make a beer that we can drink a lot of. Yeah. yeah. And so you know we we had that same thought like you don't want to you don't want to make nine percent beers on your entire menu because yeah. then you have one and you're done. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have a lot and of. We folks like to drink here, yeah. a lot of beer, and all our friends like to drink a lot of beer, and it's like yeah. you want to be able to have three or four. Yeah. So the idea of being able to make a low ABV KLL or IPA, yeah. like that's well, uh, yeah, I guess it makes it, sense. It, that's that to me. The fact that it hasn't been doesn't done or or it doesn't mean it can't be done. So one question that I've always talked Sorry. to Sam about is, and and I kind of stole this from Odd Thirteen used to have a, a podcast and and they had all these kind of things that they would talk about. They would ask brewers when they had their guests on, what was your, you know, I don't want to say heavy drinking beer. But what beer do you go to that's just like, you know, you're out in the yard, you're, you know, you have Memorial Day weekend and you're drinking maybe six to eight to ten beers. What's that beer for you guys? Most of the people, because obviously it's a Colorado podcast, the Odd Odd 13 one, they all would say Coors Light. Uh, Me, personally, I actually, I found out that hams isn't that bad. (laughs) It's not that bad. So it's like you save some money if you want to drink like a few beers in the backyard and you're not getting drunk, but just drink some hams. So like you guys have that like... You know, obviously your own, but besides that, do you have sure. something that you would just kind of defer to? Is it Coors Light? Is it PBR? Is it, you know? Oh, man. That's a good... You go first, man. Uh, I will talk slow to let my smart people tell me. Uh, so, so to me, it's um, the go-to on that, uh, you know, for us, we don't distribute. And so... Yeah, you personally. Yeah, you no, understood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> understood. But He's just trying to promote the brand. From the brewery promote the brand. standpoint... Yeah. Um, I would take a Hellas Crowler any day. Um, no, I mean, that so, makes so, sense. So I actually have data. I, I, so I, I redid my entire backyard in Seattle, and I had a tractor up there. I, I, I borrowed rainier? my dad's tractor. Um, it barely fit. I was the only guy in Seattle, like downtown proper, that had a tractor in their backyard. Um, and I drank Fremont Summer Ale. Oh, Fremont, okay. And it was spectacular. But it was, not, not it was like rainier? You didn't, you but didn't. it was spectacular because it... Uh, it was low alcohol, and I could I could have you know four or five or six yeah. or ten a night, and I could still drive the tractor. So it was nice. That um, fucking dude is genius, by the way. Matt Lincecum was like the third interview I did on the show. He's very smart. The guy behind Fremont, he knew yeah. exactly no, what he was doing. doing yeah, I like, love it. Was, my office my office in Seattle is about you know two blocks from them. Um, they just make no great shit. beer, and they're doing they're they're doing great. So they're Are cutting. You trying edge, to get rid of the homeless like, folks too yeah, uh, at your well, office yeah. place. Yeah, retract of my time. Nate, do you have, do you have one? <laughs> your go-to kind of just fall back. I, obviously, we all have, uh, we all want to drink good beer, but there's times you 
You know, I anymore I drink um, our beer, and I'm here probably six, seven days a week. Um, and so when I'm maybe on Mondays when we're closed, I, I'll drink some wine with my wife, yeah. um, just to get, get my palate a break. I go to the liquor if I go to the liquor yeah. store, okay. I get. I, I have like uh, you know buyer's anxiety or whatever that is. Like yeah. there's there's so much art, there's so many stories being told. Analysis on paralysis. Like I, it's you know it's like okay, do I cut out like InBev beers? Do I go for only like in the city beers that are small to like support them? It's like there's this whole matrix of like how do I make this selection? It's a moral like panic. A ten dollar yeah. six pack. You know mm. I mean you know like it's do you want who, who do you want to give your money to? Yeah. You know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm one of those people. Drink what you like. Drink, yeah. Drink, drink what you enjoy. And yeah. if you, you went through six of them and you didn't like it, yeah. buy yeah. another six pack, right? Yeah. And I, I'll get a shout out to my mom. She was a max beer drinker through the <laughs> 80s into the early 90s and then switched over to Bud Light. Wow. Um, so, you know, if you can get your hands on max, I think it's worth yeah. just just trying it, it if you shot. can get it it's hard to do so yeah. well gentlemen um the well, hold on we gotta let chris answer oh he oh i yeah, thought he did it well, yeah. I'm sorry oh no oh shit yeah i mean i'd i'll fuck up some high life high life there you <laughs> go all day long man all right it's a champagne it to be it's a crystal clear bottle yeah. i mean it's got that you know it's got that the gold label and, and you know like i'm a nerd i love what they did with their hops they're I mean they're able to create a hop that doesn't uh, skunk, if ah, you will, yeah. and so you know it's one. Of, it's the only clear bottled beer that you can drink that doesn't taste like Corona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah, be, being able to 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 develop that was pretty spectacular. So yeah, it's fucking. I'll, I'll crush that shit all day long. There you go. I got to close yeah, it up because I always like to ask the uh, off the record, uh-oh, you know, questions. So cheers, gentlemen. Yep. Thank, Thank you, you so much. My God, that was a blast. Good to have one, you guys. One on the record question: uh, sugary for your intro. How'd you come on that one? Uh, because Jerry never cared if you stole the music and got to use it. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. Totally All yeah. these yeah, fucking yeah. hippies. Yeah, nope, because yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> Healy on my shoulder. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't yeah. care. He yeah. doesn't care. So like, are you guys uh, gonna make out now? <laughs> no, but even like uh, <laughs> when we our first our first ten episodes were Roger Miller's Chugalug, and okay. I got all these letters, cease and desist letters. Oh my lord! So I stopped using it, and I was like, well, shit. The dead never cared. Yeah, right. They never did, and yeah, they never yeah. they never prosecute and never have. Right. Yeah. Well, real quick, music. Yeah. Right. Real quick on that. Uh, just final, I guess, final question for me. Have you guys had? And I, it's all always a sore subject. The the beer name. I know you guys don't usually name your stuff. You know, like the Red Bootstrap Ale. That, that oh, you would have sure. a have somebody any any legal like things people no, are like, oh, don't it, use it, our it, name. That type thing. I would I would love to get a letter from yeah. like the Beastie Boys. Well, yeah, the, the fiction monkey. like please, yeah, uh, please yeah. could I could could we get the fiction like, guys? Uh, he got sued by a winery because the name of yeah. his beer was was a wine name. He's like, come on. Yeah. So I don't know if that ever came up. Well, that's that's what's yeah, whatever. Man. We 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 can wait. We yeah, can they, wait. yeah. They, they, I I love the guys over at uh, whatever man. They 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 can do whatever they want. <laughs> All right, get sued. Thanks, guys. Hey, take care, guys. Take care. Appreciate.